When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hey friends, welcome back to this show. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and this is episode 12. Today, I have a really fun, interesting topic to dive into. We're going to be chatting about arbitrary self-imposed deadlines. (laughs) Sounds a little bit like walking into the first day of a college class and your professor says something like arbitrary self-imposed deadlines and your eyes glaze over and you're like, I don't know if this is the class I want to be in. I promise I'm going to do my best to make this interesting for you. This is a topic that I heard discussed initially on The Lively Show a couple years ago, and I really haven't gotten it out of my head since. I want to share all about the way that I think about arbitrary self-imposed deadlines and also how you can recognize them in your life and what you can do about them. Before I jump into the topic with both feet, I want to share a couple segments. The first is going to be Life Lately. There are so many exciting things happening right now in my life. We're at the beginning of the really fun holiday season, and I have been working hard behind the scenes to launch a couple different types of products in the Live Free Creative company shop. The first ones have probably been launched already. This episode is going live on November 8th. And so hopefully you have already seen the new t-shirts and sweatshirts and leather luggage tags that have dropped in the Live Free Creative company shop, all with one of my favorite mottos and mantras on it, They say, less stuff, more adventure, which is a phrase that we coined during our year of not buying things and really is at the heart of the culture of my family and the way I try to live my life. And so I thought it would be really fun to bring some intentional products to the shop so that those of you with whom this message also resonates can enjoy them. I have always loved a good, comfy graphic tee, and I took care to make sure that these t-shirts are cozy and that they fit well and that they wash well, and they will be things you'll be able to wear on all of your adventures and also just lounging around at home. There's also a sweatshirt available, and the leather luggage tags are really cool. My, my idea for them comes from one of my favorite things to do is to give Uh, the gift of travel or adventure during the holidays. And a lot of times people have asked me, how do you give the gift of a trip? Because what do you actually give? Like what does someone open when you're going to give them a trip? Maybe you haven't bought the plane tickets yet. Plane tickets are mostly on your phone these days anyway. And so the idea for these luggage tags 
was not only that you could use them yourself to reflect, you know, less stuff, more adventure as you're going off to explore your community or the world, but also as a fun way to gift adventures to your friends and family members. You can give this little handmade leather luggage tag. They're handmade in Portland, Oregon by my younger brother, Taylor, along with a special note that explains that you want to take this person away for a night or for a weekend or however the trip is actually going to unfold. So I love the idea of giving away these luggage tags for gifts of experience. And I also just think the t-shirts and sweatshirt are super cozy and wonderful and resonate. So a lot of work goes into the behind the scenes of bringing products to life. I have had shops all throughout the last 15 years of my life with all different types of products. And so I don't take it lightly, especially in this phase of my life where I care a lot about the things that I choose to purchase and that I bring into my own life. I hope that these products will resonate with some of you and those of you who they don't resonate with don't feel bad about not purchasing them. I want them to go to homes where people feel like they will really add value and intention to your life. If you want to check out the shop offerings, the link for that is shop.livefreecreative.co and you'll be able to see everything that's available there. The other really exciting product that is happening is sort of like a subcategory of the shop, and that is a new Adventure Art Prints shop. The purpose behind this shop is to provide affordable, inspiring, printable art for people to use in their homes. I have traveled a lot throughout my life, and everywhere I go, I have taken art photographs, pictures that I didn't really plan on sharing online that have just been uh, memories of the travel, lots of really cool landscapes and details. And I've had friends throughout the years ask me for the high resolution images so that they could print them and use them in their home. It finally came to sort of this idea head about a year ago when my friend Jansen of Everyday Reading asked me for a few images from a recent trip that I took to Amsterdam and London and Paris. And she said, I have been to all of those places, but my pictures just don't look like yours. So I want to use your pictures on my wall to remind me of my experiences. And that really resonated with me. I thought it was so cool. And she said, you know, what I think you should do is make these types of pictures available for all of your audience and anyone who wants to put adventure-inspired art on their walls. So the, sh- the launch for the Adventure Art Shop is next week. There are over 100 images that will be available for instant download. So these are pictures that you can scroll through, choose the one or ones that resonate with you, click to buy them, and then the, the high-resolution images will come right to your inbox so you can choose to print them at the printer of your choice, whether that's Costco or Office Max if you want to do a big engineer print. Um, so many different services offer affordable printing for images so this is a way for you to have the images to begin with i also love that there are so many print and frame options available now there's framebridge and art.com and a lot of different places where you can use one of these images upload it straight to a different website and then have the print framed sent right to your door so there's a lot of different ways to use these with all of the things that i do my mission is to inspire a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. And these products and shop offerings are things that I believe align really fully with that purpose. You can head to the shop to check that out. You also 
feel free to subscribe to the newsletter to get the latest updates on anything related to the shop or podcast or blog. The newsletter is livefreecreative.co backslash newsletter. So if you join there at the newsletter, you'll get weekly insights and the inside scoop on all things happening for the business. And that is that. I want to give a quick update on our house project. Through the holiday months, I'm planning on working on that last 20% in three of the rooms that we've already remodeled. So I am doing the room-by-room challenge this year where I'm choosing one room to focus on per month that I'm really digging in, making sure the design is intentional, that it has everything it needs to feel more or less finished. The idea behind the room-by-room challenge is that when I focus on one space at a time, I'm able to do it much better and not feel frantic about all of the places in my house that aren't yet finished. Because these next couple months are busy, I've chosen to do spaces that are mostly finished. These are places that have already been renovated and decorated. And there's the last couple things, you know, those last few things that are just hard to check off the list. For example, this last week, I painted the backside of the kitchen door. It's the back door that leads out to the porch. I had painted the front a month or two ago, and the kitchen is my room of choice right now. And so I finally painted the back. Another thing I need to do in there before this month ends is paint some of the touch-up on the trim and make sure that my hood vent, right now it's just sort of halfway mounted to the wall on the top. I need to just finish that up. It's a great time during the holidays to focus on some of the smaller projects that you may have around the house rather than undergoing more large redesigns and renovations. Just a quick chicken update. The chickens are doing great. They're starting to come out of the coop for a little run around before bed and Quincy the dog so far is ignoring them when they're in the coop. We haven't let her out with them free ranging yet. So hopefully that will still go well. We'll introduce her slowly on the leash to them so that she doesn't chase them. And when they're all ready, hopefully in the next couple of months, we'll all be a big happy family and can hang out outside all together without worry of the dog chasing the chickens. The final thing that I want to give you a quick Life Lately update on is exercise. I have mentioned a couple different times that I've been exercising more regularly and I don't love cold weather generally, but man, It feels so good to run outside when it's cold. Everything is starting to turn colors here in Richmond. The air is getting crisp. And when I go running outside, and I can go now in the middle of the day if I want, it just feels so good to not be weighted down by the heat and humidity. But I just feel so much more alive. And maybe I feel like I need to run faster to keep my temperature up. because I feel like I'm able to exercise and run so much better in the winter. So I know that a lot of people sort of hibernate in the winter, and I would like to encourage you to use the cold as a benefit and get out there and do a run or a quick walk or something outside when the air is crisp and it just feels so good. That, my friends, is life lately. I'm actually going to do one more quick segment because it really sets up today's topic nicely. So next up, let me tell you about an odd job. One summer when I was 20 years old, I worked as a river guide on the Salmon River in Idaho. The summer previous to that, I had worked as a wilderness counselor and I talked all about that in episode 5. 
I share kind of the ins and outs and things I learned there. So you could say that I was on a little bit of a roll with my wilderness adventure jobs. And I totally was. I loved them so much. My future brother-in-law, so he and my sister had been dating and ended up getting married later, but he was working the river and had done it before and he helped me get a job up there. I was six days on and two days off all summer long. The river trip themselves were five days and we slept as a group of river guides. There was a double wide trailer with different rooms that we were able to sleep in. We stayed right there where the boats were. We would pack the coolers, get all of the food ready, load the boats and the rigs, meet the passengers at the airport, drive them over, orient them to the river, to the rules, to the guidelines, to the safety measures, and then we would push off. We would have several rowboats and also paddle boats. I don't remember how many passengers we had at a time, probably 20 or 30, and we would be paddling these passengers down the middle fork of the salmon. I also ran on the main fork of the salmon a couple times, but I mostly was guiding on the middle fork of the salmon river for these multi-day adventures. I have to tell you, these trips are totally deluxe for the passengers. They show up. They're also very expensive. So the passengers show up The trip is all-inclusive. The transportation, we do all of the cooking, all of the setting up tents and getting sleeping bags ready. We do all of the rowing. We sing campfire songs. We told stories. We would keep people safe and happy and entertained. My very favorite parts were at night. After everyone was asleep, I could lay down underneath the stars and just, just look up at this massive sky When you're in the middle of the wilderness and there's no artificial light coming from any cities anywhere nearby, the skies are incredible. I just absolutely fell in love with the stillness of being out in the earth, of being outside, and I loved the constellations and tried to learn a few, and I just felt so tiny. I felt so tiny and at the same time so connected to my place in the world I made some really great friends I um, we were really bound together by the intensity of the experience and it was a very intense experience I felt really at home in the outdoors which is something that I learned growing up I am very at home in the wilderness and that's probably why I'm drawn to wilderness type experiences and adventures and jobs One random thing about the river is that we would always serve pork chops and French toast on one of the mornings. And I remember thinking, this is so gross and so weird, (laughs) but we did it every single week. It was one of sort of the traditions of the river. And I, I don't think I, I've, I've never really been a huge fan of pork chops, so I couldn't really get on board with pork chops, but I did. I have always loved French toast, so that was fine. I also was in the best shape of my life by the end of this summer. Heaving boxes, pulling on the rowboats, um, teaching people to paddle, lots of swimming. It was a really incredible experience. So I wanted to just mention three things that I learned. These are going to tie in to the rest of the show. So just know that I'm going somewhere with all of this. (laughs) Number one, sometimes the best thing to do when you're being pulled underwater in a rapid is to relax. Now, I will say as a river guide, 
I wouldn't recommend to do that all the time. Sometimes when you're out of the boat, I mean, if we're being very literal, there are times when you want to swim and you want to paddle. I do remember really specific instances, though, when I myself had been knocked out of a boat. A lot of times it was during training practices. We ran the river several times without passengers before we were able to take passengers. And I remember being knocked out of the boat in the middle of a rapid and being caught churning in what's called a hole where the river is just turning back over and over itself, probably like a wave if you're a surfer. And it can be really dangerous and you don't know which way is up and you don't know which way is down. And so if you were to try to paddle, you don't know where you're going. And in that moment, it's terrifying. But the best thing that you can do is just relax and let the river naturally spit you out. I feel like that is a metaphor for so many things in our life that we try to muscle through and that we're just swimming frantically, but we don't really know exactly where we're going. Sometimes we've got to just relax and let life take us where it needs to go. Number two, when you are out of the boat, you always keep your feet up, your arms out, and your eyes downstream. This position when you're on the river, helps you become aware of what is coming up and be able to quickly navigate. You can use your feet to push away rocks. You can use your arms to kind of keep you centered. Your eyes always downstream so that you know what is coming. Again, how easily is this one applied to our lives to stay focused on moving forward and figuring out how we're going to overcome the obstacles that are in front of us rather than trying to swim upstream and figure out what's happening behind us. Number three, the end of the experience, specifically the river running experience, isn't always the end of the river. So at the end of these five-day trips, after going through all of these amazing rapids and really wonderful soft parts of the river, and then we would get off and go to ranches, and we'd have all these fantastic meals, and, and then we would get to the end of the trip and pull the boats out at a pullout. But that was not the end of the river. It was the end of the trip, but the river continues to flow down to the ocean where it connects to all of the other water of the world, if you want to take it that far. Sometimes we come to the end of something in our lives, but that doesn't mean that our life has ended. Sometimes the experience ends in the middle and we get to continue flowing along. So those are three things that I learned, life lessons that I learned working on the river in Salmon, Idaho. Okay, friends, let's talk about arbitrary self-imposed deadlines. <laughs> I'm just going to have to laugh every time I see that phrase. You will not forget it after this episode. I want to illustrate the idea of these deadlines with the metaphor of a river. Haha, you see how it's all tying in now, right? I want you to imagine your life is a river. The source of the river is the beginning of your life. You begin learning and growing and winding and changing. Your landscapes flow from one to another as you meander down through the canyons and through some valleys and just roll along through your life. Along the way, there are all different sorts of mile markers or flags planted. These are indicators of things that you have done or have achieved or signposts coming up down the road of things that you're hoping for and anticipating. You're paddling along down your river. You're flowing along. Every day is bringing a new adventure. You can't always choose what happens to you, 
but you do get to choose how you navigate it and how you respond. It's really important to recognize that each of us has our own river in this metaphor. We are not all boats sharing the same river. We each have our very own river. Our life is different. It's individual. It's full and independent of any other river. What begins to happen as we go throughout our life, though, is we look around at these other rivers that are flowing in similar directions to ours, and we recognize what mile markers and signposts other people are reaching. We wonder why we haven't reached that one yet. We forget sometimes that we are not in the same river on a race, that we each have our own river flowing at our own pace. I think it's really easy for us to recognize that our lives are independent and different from people who are unlike us. It can often be difficult, however, to realize that our lives are different and independent of people who seem a lot like us, people who seem like we're on the same trajectory, people who, for a time, our rivers flow really similarly, and we think, gosh, why is it that that person is reaching all of those achievements in their life when I'm not in my life, but we're on the same path. It's really important to recognize how separate and individual our meandering river is than anyone else's. One of the major milestones that we all have in common as a common mile marker is age. And a lot of times we look around and we think, why are people my same age reaching things differently than I have. That starts when we're really young, when we're babies and toddlers. Our parents are comparing us to this like percentile of all the other kids. This is to mark our development and our achievement, to make sure that we're in the the realms of normal as it applies to physiology and development. However, once we get out of a certain point, especially once we're into adulthood, those things disappear. And all of the percentile comparisons are no longer applicable. However, I think that it's ingrained in us to want to say, well, I have reached age 30 and I'm not XYZ, so therefore something is wrong with me or with my development. That is simply not the case. Sometimes I see people my same age who seem a lot like me, who have everything that I have plus more and more and other things that I hope for or that I've been working on. And that can feel really disappointing until I realize that their river isn't my river. And I start to bring it back, pull it in. Sometimes we arbitrarily set down mile markers for ourselves and then we miss them and then we get frustrated that we miss them. Other times, we don't even set down a mile marker. We simply become aware of an achievement that someone else has achieved and we feel bad that we haven't achieved it already. We jump to feeling bad about it before we even set it as a goal for ourselves and give ourselves a chance to work on it. Does this resonate with you? Do any of you do this as well? I want to give you some examples of both of these things. Here are some mile markers you may arbitrarily set down for yourself. 
I want to write a book this year. I want to lose 10 pounds in the next three months. I want to be married by the time I'm 30. I want to have a baby within six months of discontinuing my birth control. I would like to have a six-figure business in 2019. On the surface, these things look like goals, and I firmly, firmly believe in goals. What I firmly disagree with is the emotional exercise of beating ourselves up for not quite making it. It's okay to change, and it's okay to let things flow a little bit. Goals can be motivating, focused, and positive. Arbitrary, self-imposed deadlines are disheartening, random, and breed negativity in our lives. That's how you can tell if you're working on a goal or if you are stressing about an arbitrary, self-imposed deadline. Here are some other things that might resonate with you. These are the mile markers that we feel bad about missing before we even plant them in our river. I should have already graduated from college. I should already own a home. At this point in my life, I should have already paid off my college debt. I should be reading a book every month. I should have already started that Etsy shop that I thought of last year. I should have already recorded this week's podcast episode. And raise your hand if this resonates with you. Telling ourselves what we should have done is like creating a race for ourselves and then not allowing ourselves to win. We get to choose the rules, we're in charge, and we still don't let ourselves win. We make ourselves lose. That's not very smart. This whole idea of feeling bad about things that we think we should have achieved is like trying to feel bad about a mile marker that we put up river against the direction that we're flowing and then feel bad that we missed it. It wasn't there when we passed that point of the river and that's okay. I want you to think right now about some things in your life that feel like arbitrary self-imposed deadlines. These are not actual deadlines set by other people or in your work, but these are hypothetical deadlines that you are killing yourself to meet or beating yourself up about for not already having met. Can you think of some? Think of some of the negative emotions that are causing you stress right now in your life. You might find some arbitrary self-imposed deadlines right around those pain points. I want to offer two ways that you can recognize these negative emotions brought about by arbitrary self-imposed deadlines and then my favorite way to overcome them. Number one, this is when you start recognizing negative emotions or stress or overwhelm. Those feelings like, oh my gosh, I am not doing all the things that I think I should do. I want you to ask yourself these questions. Who is requiring this of me? If the answer to that question is yourself and you're feeling all of that negativity surrounding it, you probably should back up a little bit and give yourself some grace and maybe make some adjustments. Ask yourself, is this what I want? Is this what I need? A powerful question is what will happen if I adjust this deadline? Because if it's an arbitrary, self-imposed deadline that you're feeling bad about and you answer that question, you will most often find 
that the answer is nothing. Nothing will happen if I back up the deadline that I created for myself that I keep stressing about. Isn't that silly that we do that? But we do. I do this all the time. I expect a lot of myself, partly because I'm super high energy and I am doing things all the time. And so I, my natural pace is to always be five steps ahead of myself. This has been so helpful for me and I still am working on it. It can be so disheartening to feel like you're always behind and it helps me so much to ask myself the question what will happen if I just give myself a break on this one when I allow myself to flow downstream at the pace of my river things happen a lot more easily and with a lot more positivity things start to fall into place when I allow space and time for that to happen rather than always trying to muscle through it all. If you're able to answer those questions and recognize that you are in some negative emotion caused by arbitrary self-imposed deadlines, say it with me now, arbitrary self-imposed deadlines, then I want you to move on to number two. This is the best way that I have found to overcome it. Be still Close your eyes and recognize the beauty in your present moment. When I feel stressed out or overwhelmed or jealous or defeated by the deadlines that I have created for myself, I'm living in my head. I'm not living in my life. I need to take inventory of my real, present, daily life and I will see how incredibly beautiful it is. Like I mentioned in episode 9 about having enough money, I want you to ask yourself this question. What do I have in my life right now that I used to want? Ask yourself, what things in my life am I blissfully grateful for? What things make me incredibly happy? This is my river. It's my ride the scenery, the currents, even the rapids, all of that is part of my river. And if I can relax and enjoy the passive movement from one day to the next, I can recognize that regardless of anything that I do, I can only move downstream. I can rest and still reach the milestones that I want to reach I just have to sometimes give myself a little bit more time, a little bit of a chance to catch up with myself, and a little bit of grace to be able to relax. Sometimes I still feel the stress and overwhelm of my arbitrary self-imposed deadlines and expectations, these high, high expectations, but I'm also able to accept and overcome them more easily when I prepare myself to stay focused on the work that I'm doing at the pace that I'm doing it. A lot of times I can look around my life and say, I love the things that I'm doing. I love the things that I'm doing. It's okay if I don't finish them tomorrow because I love the things that I'm doing. So the process then is also part of the journey. When you finish 
those things, when you actually achieve the goal or meet the mile marker, guess what happens? You continue moving down the river. You set new goals. You set new mile markers. You set new expectations for yourself. So if the end of this experience isn't the end of my river, maybe it's okay if it takes me a little bit longer to get to the end of it. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's even better. Maybe I get to enjoy it more if I enjoy it more slowly and longer. Since visualizing this idea of self-imposed deadlines versus goals, I've helped myself ease out of so many stressful situations. When I'm able to just bring it back home and recognize that this is my life, this is my river, it's going to be different than anyone else's. And not only is that okay, that's incredible. What happens for me in my life is all my own. It's so beautiful. I get to choose the pace. I get to navigate the water. I get to decide on the flags that I want, those mile markers that I want, and I get to move them as I wish or delete them altogether. Sometimes the most powerful thing you can do is recognize an arbitrary self-imposed deadline and realize that you don't even need it. Not only are you not meeting that deadline in the time frame that you had planned, you don't even need to meet it because it's not something that you choose to have as part of your life. Does this resonate with you? What types of arbitrary deadlines have you been holding yourself to and then feeling bad about? Can you invite yourself to be flexible, move that signpost just a little bit down the river, and allow yourself to more fully enjoy the ride? That's a question I want to leave with you today at the end of episode 12. Thank you, as always, so much for being here. I have just been overwhelmed with gratitude for the podcast community, for you friends who are here listening every week. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, I want to invite you to do that. That way you don't miss an episode. They'll automatically download onto your phones so that the next time you want to listen when you're doing dishes or driving your car or going on a run, the episodes that you have not listened to will be readily available for you. I'm also going to take this moment to just read a quick review and we're going to send a goodie package to this reviewer. If this is you, send Michelle, my assistant, an email at michelle at livefreecreative.co and she will get a package in the mail for you. Okay, the review is from RH9746. (laughs) So RH9746 said, I didn't know how much I enjoyed podcasts until I was told about this one by my sister. I may have listened to all of the episodes in a single afternoon. I couldn't stop talking about it with my family. I just unsubscribed from a ton of emails, made plans to minimize several elements in my home, and I want to put so many of her tips and advice into action. Listen to one podcast and you'll find something that inspires your life for the better. What an amazing review. Thank you so much, RH9746. What I loved so much about that is that this reviewer is actually implementing these things in his or her life. I'm guessing her, but I don't know. Taking action 
on the principles that I'm sharing are what will actually make a difference. It's so fun to listen to podcasts and be inspired. It will be impactful in your everyday life if you not only listen, but you take action. One way that you can take action right now is to share this podcast with a friend. There's a bunch of ways to do this. You can text a friend, you can call a friend, old-fashioned. You can also take a screenshot, share it on your Instagram story or your feed. There's actually a place in the iTunes You're listening on all different platforms, but there's a place, those little three dots where you can click and you can actually send an episode straight to someone in a text message or an email. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for inviting me into your headphones or your car or your speaker and sharing a piece of your life with me. I can't wait to share more with you as the weeks roll on. We'll catch you next time. See you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.